everybody, and welcome back to the Morning Moxie Show. My name is Alicia Sharp, and I am your host. And today we have David Baker, part two. And he's talking to us about a very important topic, and that is parenting. How do we raise rich kids? He has just written a book, and it's been released. And you can get it for free today and tomorrow if you check out his website or if you just go to Amazon.com and check out How to Raise Rich Kids by David Baker. It is a free download just for you. And I encourage you to share that with everybody that you know who has kids or who's planning on having kids because there's nothing better than raising them according to biblical principles. Here's part two of the interview. Right, right. So you said... Like you grew up in a Christian home, right? Yes. And so, and you gave your life to the Lord at an early age. So what, why do you think, what was the difference between your, you know, growing up and then your kids? Because if you fell away, you know, what, what was different? Right. That's a great, great question. <laughs> um, the parenting tips, when, when I surrendered to preach and I realized I had a great mom and dad, my mom and dad had never smoked or drank or cussed. My mom and dad met at church. Their first date was going to church together. They were both pure on their wedding night. That's my mom and dad. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was a deacon, chairman of the deacons. Mom's a Sunday school teacher. We're in church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And I blew it. I mean, I blew it. And so it's like, okay, I've got to learn this thing from child rearing. What do we do to teach and train our children so my kids don't go through that? So I went on an information binge. Anyone I met, who was a good young person, good college age person whose parents were spiritual in the ministry, I would talk to them, what did your parents do? And I would start learning principles then to apply. And then of course, getting into the Bible and finding God's principles. And so right. my number one child rearing principle is this, we are to rear, well, ask this question, who's the best father ever? Very right. simply, God, the best father. So I need to learn from him. How does God rear his children? That's how I need to rear my children. My child-rearing philosophy is that. So when there's a question or a problem that comes up, I go to God, okay, God, how would you handle that? God, what would you do? What are his principles? And I try to live those principles with my children to be able to help them. And so my parents have heard me teach many times. I was the rebel, but now I've been my parents' pastor for over 25 years. My parents have heard me teach on child-rearing so much. My mom came up and said, son, we wish we'd have heard all these. We wish we knew all the things you teach on child rearing when we were trying to raise you. Son, we didn't know. We did the best we knew how right. to do. And I don't blame my parents. They were great parents. I was a rebel bum. I made my own decision. Um, but for instance, at church, the ladies would tell my mom, oh, you can't stop them from doing this. You got to let them do this. Or if you have these strict rules, they're going to rebel. And so mom and dad were at odds. Dad were saying, no, don't let them do this. Mom was saying, oh, you got to let them do this or they're going to rebel. Wow. And my mom got bad advice from those ladies that created all those things. Um, the big part is the spiritual part of it. Um, the church, when we moved uh, to Iowa, we tried to find a good church and uh, we visited all the churches and uh, we found a good church that were friendly and had a good youth group, but it wasn't what we should have been in. And, and so just to give you an illustration, youth director bought alcohol, brought it to the church, gave it to the teenagers at our youth activity, and the night got worse from there, if you wow. can imagine. And so the first time I ever did anything wrong in any category of sin, it was always at church or with somebody from church. So when that should have been the spiritual teaching and strength for my life, it was exactly the opposite. It was leading me into all those things. And of course, my parents didn't know. I got caught drinking one time. Dad made me go talk to the pastor. And uh, I said, oh boy, great. Who really wants to do that? 
I came back. My dad said, how'd it go? I said, it went great. He agrees <laughs> with me. He doesn't see anything wrong with social drinking either. Nah, 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 nah. You know? And uh, I, I can imagine as a dad, your heart just rocks. You go to the church and the pastor would be a strength and a help and to back up what you're trying to do. And they undermine that. So the big thing is having the church and having the pastor that's going to back up and support mm -hmm. what you're doing, because there's going to come a day when most kids will not, their parents will not be their number one influence. Mm -hmm. But if they have a pastor and a youth director and other good Christian friends who are guiding and helping in the right way, then they can help them through those tough times when they don't give their parents the influence in their life that they should. Right. Uh, when I was growing up, my dad was old fuddy-duddy. He didn't know what was going on. He was old-fashioned. Boy, you wake up real quick and say, my dad was brilliant. Boy, I, I, he knew so much. I just didn't have the smarts to know that he did. Right. Man, I, I can't believe a youth pastor would bring in alcohol. I think that's that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. So, I mean, teaching you absolutely the opposite of where you needed to go and what you needed to do as a, as a young adult. So. Man. So I, I've, I've found out like, and I've worked in the prisons as well. And it's very eye-opening because it, it makes you realize that you say, you know, parenting is the problem. It's not policing. Isn't the problem at all. It's parenting. It's because kids aren't taught. And so it's a perpetual, a perpetual thing taught from, you know, grown up to kid to grown, like it just continually goes on. And so it's, it's hard for these, I, it's hard for parents to know what to teach their kids if they haven't been taught correctly growing up either. And so it's just this thing that just passes down from generation to generation. So, I mean, that is, that is so key. What do we teach? Um, when I talk about this book, I'll ask people, Hey, uh, what are the three most important things to teach your children? I've asked hundreds of people through the mm -hmm. years that question. If you had to say, what are the three most important things to teach your children? What would they be? And it's amazing how dumbfounded people are. It's amazing how people go, um, and then you just start rambling, um, don't, don't do drugs, uh, yeah. don't, don't steal, don't bully. And then you finally get to a place where you go, I don't know. And how do you know? It's all subjective. Uh, you think this is the most important thing. This person thinks this is the most important thing. And so what this book does, it lays it out like the wisest and richest man in the world. So when I've asked people, no one has guessed this, but I've asked them, what do you think the number one thing Solomon taught his son was. Um, here's the wisest man in history, the richest man in history. What do you think the number one thing he taught his son was? Uh, the answers I get is wisdom, and I can make a strong case that wisdom uh, could have been the number one thing that Solomon taught his son, and there's a lot in my book to teach on that. Um, money, finances, Solomon taught his son a lot about that, but the number one thing that I found that Solomon taught his son about, and nobody ever guesses it, is the tongue. Hmm. Almost 200 times Solomon taught his son wow. about his tongue, his words, his mouth, his lips, his speech. When you add all that, all that up together, almost 200 times. And why is that such a big deal? James says if we can bridle the tongue, we can control the whole body. Right. So what we did from a very early age is to help our children to control their tongue. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Please. Right. Thank you. Don't interrupt. Adults are talking, unless it's emergency, teaching them to control their tongue. There are words that aren't curse words, but this more potty language that we didn't want our kids to say. And so that was on the do not say list. Right. And so they would hear other people say these words, but yet they would have to consciously go against what they were hearing to not say these words, which gives you an inner strength to control this 
then I can control this. We want our teenagers to control their bodies, but it starts with that little child not interrupting when adults are talking. It starts with that little child saying, yes, ma'am, please, and thank you to learn to control this time. My um, oldest daughter, beautiful girl, she had over a hundred different guys ask her out. She's married, she has five children now. And, um, and so one day the teenagers at church were giving her a hard time about her purity and why won't they, why won't she give in and do this and do this and do this? And, and a lot of peer pressure to be able to do that. And so in strength, she said, I could become like you any day I wanted, but you could wow. never become back and be like me. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. that strength to be able to say that. And I literally believe that controlling of the body starts when they're little with yeah. the words that they say to give them that strength. Yeah. And I, I love that. I've, I've never heard it put that way, but that makes so much sense. I mean, a lot of times I think parents, oh, they, this kid can do whatever they, you know, they don't really rein their kids in when they're little, they just get whatever they want. They do whatever they want. They act like however they want. And I mean, they might get corrected every now and then. And I kept, you know, when I see that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to see those kids when they're teenagers or adults, because you know that it starts there. And so, gosh, so what do you tell somebody who, you know, who maybe hears this advice and hasn't really raised their kids in that way? How do they, how do they start? Like it's, you know, all of a sudden, oh my gosh, now we're going to start doing this stuff, children. And, you know, it's like a shift. That's a great question. I, I teach that in my childhood course. Um, I'll give you a brief of it, but um, it's complicated and detailed, um, mm -hmm. but you can do it and make it happen. And so the gist of it is this, to be able to go to your children and humbly apologize for not being the parent that they're supposed to be. Okay. And so you put it on you. It's not their fault. It's your fault. I'm just, it's your fault. You as a parent, you can say, I didn't know, no one taught me. Okay. But you're the parent, you're responsible. So right. you go to them in apology and humility and say, I'm sorry, I have not done as a parent what I'm supposed to do. I've dropped the ball in so many areas and ask their kids, will you forgive me? And children are very forgiving and a parent humbles themselves to their kid. The kid, yeah, yeah, sure, mom, sure, dad, I'll forgive you. So, okay, now from now on, we're going to try to do some things differently. We're going to try to do the things the way God wants them to do uh, us to do them. And it's going to be different kids for you, but I guarantee you in life, it's going to be so much better for you. So these right. are the things we're going to do. And then you go through the changes that are going to happen and be consistent on that. We work so hard to be able to have and to keep our children's heart, uh, because keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. If a boy or a girl or a date or a friend or, or something else took their heart uh, instead of God or us, then we've lost our child. We've got to get that back. And so, uh, so many times parents don't see or think about that, but there doesn't have to be a, a a generation gap. There doesn't have to be, oh, they're teenagers. They have to act this way. No. There doesn't have to be that. Biblical no. principles can teach and help us to have those right relationships, no matter what age they are or what phase they are. So tell me about, so you, you, your book is going to be free. Is that right? Absolutely. Um, I want this to get to so many people. And so Amazon has a way that when you launch a book, you can give it away free, the ebook wow. copy of it. So it doesn't cost me anything because it's an ebook. So I'm not having to pay for printing and, and shipping and getting it to somebody. So it doesn't cost me anything. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a benefit because um, I get to get this out to many people who will talk about it and share it. If parents use this book, okay, they will see how helpful it is to teach them the right thing to know what do I teach my children and how do I teach my children these mm -hmm. things. So um, this week on Friday, 
April 30th and Saturday, May 1st, the book is going to be free. Um, And so um, on Amazon, you can go search it. Um, and the title is called How to Raise Rich Kids. Go to Amazon, search How to Raise Rich Kids on Friday the 30th or May 1st, and it will come up and it will be free for those two days. So download it, share it on social media, tell your friends about it. I want this to go to as many people as I can because uh, we look at our country. I, I was a military. I was a paratrooper. I, I sacrificed and gave and worked and love our country. And our country is in a mess. Mm-hmm. And the foundational building blocks of our country are the families, are the homes, are the children. And if that's not right, then our country is not going to be right. Our churches are not going to be right. And we're in a mess. And so if yeah. parents got back, and especially dads got back to teaching their children these principles, it could literally change the country. And so as many people as I can get this book to, I would like to, it'll be free. And so um, the best way to get it is to go to fixfamilies.com, fixfamilies.com, and there'll be a link there to be able to get the book. Again, that was Pastor David Baker, and it was a pleasure to interview him. And you can find out more information about him and all the resources that he has for you to help you be a better parent, to help you raise your kids according to the Word of God at his website, which is fixfamilies.com. And I encourage you to go there, especially today and tomorrow, to link to, to grab the link and go to get your free ebook for his new devotional, which is a 365-day devotional broken down into weeks with different promises and different segments um, from Proverbs, different promises and principles from Proverbs to help you raise your kids the way that God has intended you to raise your kids. So much wisdom, so much wisdom in the Proverbs, and it's going to be, and it is a fabulous book. So I encourage you to go check it out. Check him out at his website. And remember, you can go to my YouTube channel, which is Alicia V. Sharp, and watch the entire interview. I had to kind of clip it here um, clip out different different segments, and there's some things that are great parts that I couldn't include. I had to just kind of choose the best to keep it within the time frame. So anyway, hope you have a fabulous day today. Check out the uh, check out the full interview and check out his website. Share it, and I will see you again next time. Have a great weekend, and remember, go live your 320 life. God bless.